You know, I'm not your favorite influencer. We don't participate. Uh, we do not participate on unrecorded spaces. We do not participate on unrecorded spaces. Um, so chemical trades, all that shit. Don't worry, Lambo. Uh, none of that shit got recorded. So you'll be safe this time. Uh, you will be safe this time. Yeah, your favorite influencer capitulated. I never thought I'd see the day where politics got woven into NFTs, but here the fuck we are. You know, the year is 2022, almost 2023. And now you can't get away from it. You cannot get away from it. It's like that time of, the, you know, fuck, like two years before the election starts, nobody shuts the fuck up about it. But apparently you can't run away from it. I don't know. Fungible, should politics be inter interweaved into Web3? Absolutely not. That should be the last thing that's a part of Web3. Okay. Is it avoidable, though? I mean, if it, is it... Is there any way we can't talk about it? Because it does affect uh, it does affect our bags. It affects the legality of what we're doing. There's no way to there's no way to avoid it because it is like intertwined within the fabric of you know society. But I mean, you know, politics and you know, people get really fucking nuts when it comes to like their beliefs and their politics. Like the fucking guy this morning, right? We went from that to oh alex is a trump supporter like i mean because of the nature of his spaces he's a trump supporter i mean that's ridiculous so i mean i think some people just they they go way too far when it comes to politics and i mean it's like that with a lot of um subjects that are like heatly uh, you know hotly and heatly debated like sports people could get fucking weird with that too Sport, yeah. I mean, but, but the thing is, fungible is it really does affect what we're doing. I mean, half the we don't even know what we're really trading here. I mean, the, the legalities of what we what we're doing and a lot of the behavior is still yet to be decided. So it does affect us. Certainly, have to think about it. Even if you we don't believe it affects us, it certainly does. And we were hearing today. Uh, I was listening to a space. I mean, a ton of activity that had been was totally normalized in twenty twenty one is now going to be backtracked and, and people are going to be held accountable. I mean, it was the Wild West, was it not? Do you think people should be accountable for the shit that went down in 2021? Absolutely. I mean, I, I there's in, in my opinion, there's no statute of limitations on being a fuck. You know, when when you do when you break when you break the law or you do things that are unethical or, you know, or are not honest. I believe there's no statute of limitations on that. You know, your actions, you know, you think you get away with it, but they'll come back and bite you in the ass down the road. That's why it's very important to be careful what you do and, you know, what's your motivation for what you do. That's why it's like, you know, I could have been a gangster instead of a, a white collar professional. I, you know, I thought about it. You know, where am I going to be when I'm 50 years old in fucking prison? You know, so I think people don't think about the the, the uh, consequences of their actions until it's too late, until they get caught. I'm sorry. You're only sorry because you got caught. Mm, I mean, we got Ariel up here, and this is a real, this is a question that I legitimately have. I mean, 2021 already happened, Ariel. I mean, that was like a long-ass time ago. Ton of trading, ton of coins went on. I mean, can people still be held accountable for shit that went down in 2021? Absolutely. Uh, and that's unfortunately the problem we see with this space. A lot of times uh, legal measures are so delayed. I mean, we were just talking about Bernie Madoff um, a couple minutes ago, and he started his fraud Ponzi scheme in 1992. He wasn't even arrested until 2008. So 
I mean, if that doesn't say anything, then I don't know what does. And, I mean, and it's worth mentioning that the first whistleblower in the Bernie Madoff case came forward in 1999. So it's not like they weren't aware of it until 2008. It just, you know, this is the space. This is the problem we see with the space. And I experience it in my firm. Um, you know, people's attention spans are so short and so quick moving that when I tell somebody that it might take a year or two for me to get them retribution or get them damages back for the fraud they experienced or, you know, the illegal actions that were taken against them, it's almost like people are like, oh, never mind. Like they'd rather they'd rather just be done with it immediately than possibly wait the year, wait the two years and get back that five hundred thousand dollars they lost. It is it's very frustrating and it, it, it shouldn't take as long as it does. But unfortunately, I mean, no one really has control over that. So uh, a long answer to a short question. Mm. It, well, one of the things I've heard is that, you know, they didn't know. You know, how could I have known? I was just buying monkey pictures. I was just buying shit coins, shite coins, light coins. I remember Litecoin. Just buying all this shit. Uh, they had no fucking clue what they were doing. You know, it just, I mean, how could you hold me accountable? I was just a kid trading NFT. I mean, if they didn't know what they were doing was illegal, isn't that, isn't that okay if they really didn't know what they were doing? Absolutely not. Ignorance is never, <laughs> it's never a defense. Um, I, I, absolutely not. I, I sometimes it should be, but that that very rarely is the case. Ignorance is never a defense. So I mean, how 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 can you possibly hold somebody accountable for like think of it this way? Just just to simple it down. Now that I'm thinking about it, you're driving a car. Uh, you're driving in a 60 mile per hour zone. The speed limit changes to 40 miles per hour. You don't see the sign, so you keep going 60. You get pulled over. You go, oh, my God, officer, I'm so sorry. I had no idea that this was 40. I thought it was 60. And they're like, OK, well, you're still going 20 miles per hour over the speed limit. Um, here's your ticket. And you're like, but I had no idea. And they're like, that doesn't matter. Mm. You see what well, I mean? What if the, but it almost seems to me that, OK, but the law, it doesn't seem to maybe the law was already written, just not clearly enough, or maybe it hadn't been defined for cryptocurrency. But to me, it almost seems like they were still putting up the sign. You know, the workers were carrying the 40 mile an hour sign. They were looking for a good hole to dig in the ground and say, oh, here's a good spot. And you just zoom by, you know, flying by or sorry, the 20 mile. You're going 40 in a 20. They're putting the 20 mile an hour. So they haven't put it in the ground yet. And they're looking for a good spot to put it in. So you didn't see the sign. I mean, how could you expect somebody to go the speed limit if the sign was never even there? Uh, yeah. Welcome to some of the downsides of our judicial system. I, I don't have an answer for that. I'm, I'm personally dealing with a very frustrating case. I mean, I, so I'm from Philadelphia and there's a gas station out in North Philly right now that actually hired armed guards with AR-15 because they were sick of getting robbed and the police weren't doing anything. And you have people running around setting buildings on fire, literally in Philadelphia, and people are just letting them run free. And I currently have a criminal defendant that is being accused of assault that we know didn't happen. He has an alibi. And I mean, it was a big misunderstanding with his ex-wife in all honesty. And I, I mean, I wouldn't sit here and defend somebody I thought was guilty or I know it was guilty. And he's looking at, I, I can't get him anything shorter than a year for prison. And, you know, you have people walking around that are getting locked up for things that are so much less serious than all of these other crimes that are going on. I mean, even in, in a non-serious manner, Kim Kardashian was fined $100,000 for her shilling of wrapped Ethereum. And I think that, I mean, that was done within, I think, six months of her actually doing it. Yet Sam is still tanning in the Bahamas. So it, it happens in all areas of, of life in terms of, you know, who's susceptible, who's not. And it's just 
our judicial system is is pretty flawed sometimes. Mm, wow. You know, the, you get to abide by laws that we don't even know fucking exist yet, or they do exist, and it's applied to something different. It's going to be retrograde. It's crazy the fact that there's people sitting on Twitter space, probably in this Twitter space right now. You know, they're just a couple years away from the government tracking down their Anon wallet, you know, tracking down all those PFPs that they bought, that shite coin that they pumped and dumped all over their community. Um, I look for there to be some sort of day where, where these sort, sorts of things happen. But there's so many things that happen. I can't even imagine. I mean, what is the type of due diligence that the government will do on this type of behavior, Ariel? Is it just kind of high level? Are they going to go after the big actors or you think they're really going to hold people accountable? Um, please excuse the technicality of this answer. But fuck if I know. I have no idea. They're so inconsistent. They're so unpredictable. It. I have... I, I have no idea. I wish I knew because I think that if we could predict the direction they were going to take, people could start to kind of prepare for that and possibly set their businesses up in a better manner. Um, and, you know, maybe get the foundation right in terms of if they're dealing with cryptocurrencies in the United States. But unfortunately, I mean, I, I've spoken with some fellow attorney friends about this in the Web3 space. It's just so unpredictable. And it doesn't help that, you know, with everything going on with SBF, we're seeing the holes, especially when Gary Gensler is so de- so deeply connected to what's going on. Not only is it random, but, you know, it, it almost feels as if it's so corrupt. Um, and, you know, a lot of us have thought that for a while, but it's just kind of now being blatantly, you know, just put in our faces in the open. Um, again, long answer to a short question, Bark. I have no idea. Do you have any idea? Uh, I think, think fungible fungible definitely has an idea. What's up, fungible? Pontificate, right? See, the size of law enforcement compared to the like entire world is like a little peanut compared to a massive mountain, right? So there's much more crime than law enforcement can actually deal with. So when they go for these like big players, like the ripple effect and the PR value they get from that in some way, shape, or form helps helps them in their cause right like for example if you know kim kardashian sh- as an example shows the coin now this is just me pontificating right like i'm not a fucking attorney i'm not a cop i'm not a prosecutor this is just me as an are you a judge. trump supporter i'm just no, kidding no you know what <laughs> let me answer that Polit- i don't get involved in politics but as a business i love man- you anyway i don't give a fuck yeah, no, like, but Trump as, like, a businessman, like, you got to understand, I'm from New York. Trump's from New York. Trump's been on the cover of Time magazine more than any person ever in history. That's number one. So that's a plus, I think. I mean, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, he was, I mean, during the 80s, Manhattan was just building on top of building on top of building. If you look at pictures, I'll just be brief on this because I don't want to go off on something different when we're on another subject. If you look at pictures of the Manhattan skyline in 1980 compared to 19, uh, 2022, the skyline is completely different. It's like a, a totally different. And I know this because I'm born and raised directly across the Hudson River from the fucking midtown Manhattan. So I've seen, you know, World Trade Center come down, Freedom Tower go up. Midtown Manhattan was barren. Now you look at the difference. Trump built that, 
right? So, I mean, he helped build the greatest city in the world. So, to me, I, you got to give the guy some credit that for, for that, right? Anything else, politics, I don't get involved. Fungible, what should we do about these quote-unquote criminals that were pumping and dumping, shilling and shilling and villain all over their followers in the in the year of 2021 that didn't know what they were doing was illegal? Do they get a pass? Because how would they? There's no fucking rule book. I mean, MetaMask just like all these things are brand new. You know, they no fucking rule book. I mean, what do we do with these people? Do we give them? Uh, do we do we write them off? Do we say you just you'll learn next time? Do we say hey? You know, you guys messed up, but going forward, this is the rule, or do we throw them in the slammer? I mean, what would you do? Slammer. I mean, not slammer, right? Whatever they need to do, you know, with the justice system that we have, right? If, you know, all the money they stole, they got to buy all the pay for lawyers to get out of it, fuck it. You're broke the next day. That's your problem. Whether you spend a day in jail or don't, whatever, there's some kind of consequence from it. And should be, whatever that consequence is, whether that's you're going to go to prison for years, whether it's going to damage you or destroy you financially and your repu- and destroy your reputation, all that you've created. Listen, this is, I'm a huge, I'm, right? I just turned 46 two weeks ago. No, three weeks ago. Sorry, I forgot. It's December 7th. Today's Pearl Harbor Day, by the way. 81 years ago today, the United States was attacked by Japan, which brought the United States into World War II. For those who didn't know. So, and what drives me nuts is for the past two years, I haven't seen anything about that. You know, oh, 81 years ago today is Pearl Harbor. For a long time, there was every day, December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day, Pearl Harbor Day. Now we don't hear anything. But anything, uh, but anyway, uh, what you you put out into the universe, whatever karma you're going to inherit from that in the future, you deserve what you get. If you do good, if you put good out, right, if you're helpful, if you're kind, if you're, you know, you're giving, that will come back to you in, that will come back to you. That Without a doubt, you will uh, benefit from that, right? If you put out evil, if, if, you're, if, you, if you're a thief, if you are uh, conning people out of money, that stuff, the, the the negative implications that should come from those actions will come back to haunt you. So when someone who does some shit like that either, you know, loses all their money from, you know, legal fees or they go to prison for many, many years, they created that situation. No one else did. Right. They whether it whether they did it five years ago when it came back to haunt them now they created the universe that came back to bite them. Okay. So bad guys, make them pay for it. You know, bad guys, <clears throat> bad guys, bad guys, put them in jail, throw them in the slammer, the pumpers and dumpers that were maliciously taking advantage of innocent people, you know, taking hard work money from hardworking people. But what, Ariel, what about the people that were actually good, like good hearted, you know, well intent? You know, well, they have good intent, but they made a mistake. They did some illegal activity, you know, security, whatever. I mean, do we go easier on? Does the legal system go easier on people that had good intent? Um, I mean, they look at it, but not always. It's frustrating. I mean, how do? It's it's frustrating, and I don't I I I don't practice uh, criminal defense solely for this reason, 
um, because I you see too much of people that are actually deserving to get you know greater fines. They're not getting it, um, and, and the opposite. And it's just it's really hard to deal with. I, I personally have too much of a heart to be in that field. So are people in that when you say you have too much of a heart, are you, is it heartless? I mean, they just have to defend the legal system, even even if they don't agree with the defendant. Um, I mean, criminal defense attorneys are very good at separating it. I, I have a friend that's a criminal defense attorney, and I don't necessarily agree with what they what she does. But her goal is she's like, I know my client is guilty, but my job is to get them the most fair sentence. And I'm like, I understand you can justify it that way, but you're still helping you know, a criminal and somebody has to do it. I, I just can't be that person. The playing field is not leveled. It is not. It is not. And, you know, public defenders are great, but there's a reason that white collar criminal defense attorneys make some of the most money in the world. But don't we need good criminal defense attorneys in the in the case that a criminal is actually innocent? Right. A- absolutely. But but who is to. Who is to say that they're innocent? I mean, it's just. Yes, we do need them. But a lot of them, you know, for every client they have that maybe is innocent, there's at least three or four that aren't. You know, it's just you you, you take the good with the bad. I know that was like a very non-committal sentence, but it's it's just how you're pulling my heartstrings here. I, it's just it is frustrating. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like the way I see it, or it really has changed this way. Maybe, you know, Ariel, you have some insight on this, but it seems to me that the burden of proof is no longer on the state. It's like, to your point, uh, Bark, an innocent person, right? That when, a, when an innocent person goes to jail or is, in a, or is arrested and goes to jail, that means the burden of proof to prove his innocence is not on the state because that's it's innocent until proven guilty. Right. So then now if someone who's really innocent goes to jail, now that attorney of that client needs to prove his innocence. That is backwards now. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a tough position to be. I never thought about that. Right. Knowing your client is guilty, yet you are fighting tooth and nail to prove them innocent, to get them off the hook. Uh, Seems crazy. It seems crazy. But. I'm sure it, ha- it happens sometimes. I mean, how good is the legal system, Ariel? How often, how accurate, in your opinion, is the legal system? I think that it varies depending upon the type of crime or the type of judicial system you're looking into. Like, I think civil court is different than criminal court. Um, some states are better than others. So your standard lawyer answer, it really does depend. Okay, we got Shilly Billy waving his hand. Uh, our resident attorney, we'll go ahead and pass it off to Shilly Billy. Hi, up, shit! No, I'm only joking. I wanted to say more than that, but I was actually in court for the same shit that 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 your guy was going through, um, and I had to deal with a full year of that bullshit. I couldn't. I had to like set my own coming up and do dodgy bits on the side to keep my money coming through because if I'd have, you know, it was a baseless claim, um, and if I'd have, if I'd have acknowledged my work or something, I would have got bankrupt um, straight away before I'd even started my company. So I told him to fuck off um, and just did my own bit. But yeah. Like everything in the world, politics, judicial system, everything that the set up, it's age old. It's way too slow. It's way too, um, for, you know, they make a law and it's, it's fit for purpose. But the 10 years after it was due, you know, someone puts something forward and you've got to wait five or 10 years for it to get past through. And it's like, oh, well, we've done it now. You know, we've kind of we've survived that shit. Um, so I, and this whole, I, have, I do have to say as well, when um, 
Alex was when the guy went for Alex about even if he is a Trump supporter, like so what? Like we've got to think about our future now. And for, well, first of all, there's a there's a there's a reason a lot of people stand for Trump. They're not stupid, you know. He stands for a lot of good stuff. He's got a lot of good qualities behind him, and that's what kind of this reaction in people, this kind of aggression. Whatever you you don't see reality. Like people get so. Um, aggressive with one point that they don't actually see the truth like like you said, the guy's built a city the guy's done a lot for a lot of people you you know this propaganda media that everyone's listening to you allow it to influence you so easy that we've got to remember our goal here we won't be going republican or democrat soon we'll be fucking deciding who's working for us and we'll be doing live votes you know that's what we've got to push this web three down we don't we don't, don't accept this shit anymore um, so if you're wondering how we're all going to keep busy, <laughs> what you were talking about, it we've got a lot of shit to fix. This can be our full-time job, babies. We've got a lot to do to make the world a better place. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's my take on it. And oh, I kind of don't want us to kind of like as soon as politics got mentioned, and then I was listening to it, I was like, it gets so toxic so quickly. Um, and I was I wanted to jibe in because what is it's, it's like common sense when you sat there listening to it i don't know how people i don't know if people are just not registering or if they're so angry about trump or something but they, they don't realize that what they're doing is igniting a fire even more in his supporters because they know they're not stupid and yet they're getting vilified and called stupid um i'd be the same i'd be like who the fuck are you talking to like it's it's you know it's lack of um perception um and obviously part of the Web3 really needs to clean up everything and media needs to be a massive um, part of that because everything we're reading on the news, it's all bullshit. We saw what happened with SBF. Now you magnify that to stuff that actually concerns the government. How diluted do you think that shit's going to get before it gets to us? This wasn't even an important thing and we saw a different reality on Twitter news to real life news. Now just imagine the bullshit that we're getting fed concerning our governments. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I judge by character and Trump seems like a nice guy. I'd go for a drink with him. Yeah, I'm just going to chime in really quick, Bark. Um, I can just see this getting super toxic just with the opinions of, you know, people have of Trump and the upcoming election. And for the sake of my my brain cells, if this turns into a Trump sucks, Biden sucks, we all suck discussion, I am going to respectfully bow out until next Wednesday at one. I just don't have the mental capacity for it today. That was the point in me saying it. It was like we, we should be thinking about us governing. Well, 100% Shilly Billy, and I agree with your point, but there are a lot of people that aren't going to see that. I hear you like, simmer down, ladies and gents, simmer down. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna, we're just gonna build our own. I just don't have the mental capacity. Yeah, we're just gonna build our own fucking nation right here in Twitter spaces. Um, Shilly Billy will be the president. You think I'm joking? I will be the vice president. Do you know what I want Twitter to happen? will be the CIA. Uh, Sphinx will be the press secretary. You think I'm Block joking, Block? Be, you think I'm joking? Block will be the head chef. Uh, Lambo will be the art, art uh, the resident artist. <laughs> NFT will be the resident comedian. I mean, it's just going to be a great fucking nation. I mean, that's all <laughs> that <can> <laughs> but i am not being i'm being honest when if we keep the little fuck if we um if we communicate properly on twitter and that lot like when we want stuff done and i want i wanted twitter like for in case of emergencies in case there's big things going on in the world like let's be honest the past five years we've just realized there's a fucking pedophile elite ring running the fucking globe in every industry like they're all fucking pedophiles finance all right all right before we go too far down before we go too far down the the rabbit hole. I have a, I have a question. You brought up a good point, Shirley Billy. This is, you say a great point, and then you move on. Then a great point, and you move on. Great. Okay. Um, I'm curious because we're in such a fast moving, and I'm gonna mute the mute the mic, uh, Shirley. You always got like lavender burning or something in the background. Uh, look, we're in such a fast moving industry, fast paced fucking industry. I don't know how you how the law can even keep up. 
I mean, we can barely keep up. And we spend 16 hours a day in Twitter spaces. Boom, new technology comes out. It's, you know, dividing coins and eighths and spitting them out to, you know, MetaMask like a fucking parade. I have no clue. I mean, Ariel, how can the law even keep up with something as fast-paced as Web3 accurately? I mean, legitimately. My rug. Uh, Ariel, how can the law how can the law expect to keep up with something like Web3? Um, like, how can you navigate if you're a business or an individual? How can you expect to navigate in Web3 when things change so quickly? Ariel's taking a call from the president. Oh, there she goes. No, nah, President Biden wouldn't dare call me. Um, but I I mean, it keeps me on my toes. I think that's that's me and my ADD. It's it's I'm constantly looking for new regulations. I'm constantly thinking you know, 10 steps ahead. If this does come down, how's it going to affect my clients? And what are the best ways right now with what's going on and how I can help them build their companies or build their foundation and also align with, you know, what we know so far about the regulations. It, it is constantly changing. But I mean, for me, that's what keeps me ticking. I, I can't just sit and be stagnant. So it's it's a very good industry for me. I'm constantly reading things, listening to what people have to say, even if it's like a little tidbit of hearsay that somebody says it, it comes from somewhere. And I try and you know, really find out what is what's going to happen with with our regulations and our legislation. It's just, you know, in the same way that things are moving fast, our government moves at the speed of molasses. So it is it is quite it's it's quite the toss up from day to day. Mm, yeah, our government does move at the speed of molasses. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, we're moving way too fucking fast. I mean, we got derivatives of derivatives of derivatives. we got the mutant fucking hounds. I mean, we're like already... We're going to derivative full circle till we get all the way back to board ape again. Like they're going to somehow get all the way back there. It, it raises so many questions. I feel like we're in, in uncharted territory. Christopher Columbus sailing the ocean blue at the moment. And I feel like we're in such uncharted territory. There's shark infested waters. Uh, it makes it very scary. It makes it very risky to, to navigate forward. I mean, I can't even imagine being a, a, a massive business trying to operate in Web3, like every fucking movie, you know, Yuga getting investigated, is ApeCoin a security, all these different things. It makes it so difficult to just fucking take a step. Uh, and, and it almost makes, it almost brings to question, I mean, how are we going to move? Technology is not getting any slower. You know, innovation is not getting any slower. So where does that leave us? I have no, I have no fucking clue. We'll pass it off to Sphinx. What's up, Sphinx? What's up? What's up? Um, first of all, I wanted to say hi to did he leave? I was going to say hi to Shilly Bitch. Hey, bitch. I guess he left. Anyway. Hey, babe. Um, I'm here, girl. I'm here. Oh, okay. What's up, bitch? Okay. Hey, okay. Bitch. This ain't the fucking... Look, this ain't, this ain't the fucking... <laughs> this ain't the fucking... So, okay. um, so I just... So I wanted to say something about what um, you and Ariel were saying, though. Um, so obviously, I'm not an attorney, but, you know, um, I've volunteered with some advocacy groups and... Um, one of the things that they've done is they've gone to, you know, these try to get um, good, like fair, make sure that there's fair publicity for um, defendants who um, don't have a lot of money. Right. Who do get the public defenders. And one of the things and, and like we actually went to these actual towns where they're on trial and time and time again, what what I saw was. Um, that when it comes to small town America, it comes really, it's not even about race. It's not about anything. It's just about money. It's just about money. And if you don't have the funds for adequate defense, you're fucked. And to the point where 
literally um, someone will go into an interrogation room saying, I don't know what you're talking about. And like, because they don't know their rights, like 20 hours later, they're on tape saying, yeah, I, I, I killed her. And it's just so sad. It's so sad. And um, just because and someone in a different financial situation would have known better. So uh, it's it's so sad. And I just so agree with everything that, Ariel, you were saying. I'm going on mute. Yeah, I'm sorry, officer. I didn't realize that dumping $20 million of shit coins onto my followers. I thought that this was a legal activity, uh, you know, promising them a huge fleshed out roadmap that nothing ever went through and the coins were just deposited in my back pocket. I thought that was legal, officer. I mean, what can you do? What can you do? I mean, the 20 mile an hour speed limit sign wasn't up. I mean, how am I supposed to know I can't go 60 in a 20? I mean, the sign wasn't up. I mean, the sign wasn't up. I mean, fungible with all the, the uncertainties moving forward in Web3 and all the legalities, I'm sure we're going to be see the handcuffs being brought out soon. Does this change your investment thesis? Does this change the way that you operate in Web3? Do you feel like you're walking on eggshells? Yeah, absolutely. Who can I trust, right? Like, what is, what's the motivation for those who are supposedly building in, in, in the industry, right? Like, I'm looking for the next big thing, right? And you get people that come out, oh, I'm building the next big thing. And it turns out just to be nothing more than a scam. So, you know, I think, and, and I think that's a, a big issue with, with the NFT industry and Web3 and why people don't come in and why people have left. Because of stuff like that, it's like, you know, fool, uh, what is it? Fool me once, uh, fool me, you know, shame on me. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. No, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool okay. me can't and... get fooled again. Right. You, you said it just like George Bush said it that one. Like, he struggled with that, too. He tried doing that that quote in a speech, and he said it. Kind of really similar to you. I thought you were quoting like him messing up the quote. No, it's been a very long time since I've used that quote. So I'm rusty in a lot of ways. You got to realize I've been retired for a year. So uh, I'm, I'm actually coming out of retirement. Tomorrow's the first day I go back to work, matter of fact. So when you're not in meetings all day and you're not on the phone all day and, you know, you get a little rusty. So I'm looking fungible, fucking 46 years old, still hanging out with a bunch of us just talking shit in Twitter spaces, a little angry old Moonbird PFP. Only Moonbird I've really seen uh, actually participate on Twitter. I have no clue. What's Not even Ryan Carson's still using that fucking PFP. I mean, he was on that team for two fucking weeks, you know, got his check and, and went on. We moved on with his life. So Yeah, there are, all, there are only two Moonbirds that actually engage with my tweets. What is it? The Like the super rare? There's got that super rare. He just followed me, like the Lacoste guy, whatever. He's got the glitch one, paid way too much for that shit. Uh, didn't sell it at the top. Those things ran up to four. What a fucking joke that was. Talk about whatever. Uh, we'll pass it off to JD. JD, Reddit, mf -er, you know, third eye, do, definitely doing his research. Do you think the, the Web3 space is going to become pretty heavily regulated, JD? I don't know about that. I don't know if the Web3 space is going to be heavily regulated. But I guess I have to preface this with that I'm from Europe. I'm from a country where our most like extreme right-leaning politicians are basically the equivalent of like your most left-leaning leaning Democrat. So, you know, that's just my context. And, you know, I won't, I won't get into the politics. But I wanted to, to talk about um, having to defend a criminal because um, I think it's important that you have 
a judicial system that is fair. And it's not fair that criminals or successful criminals can pay the best lawyers. But what is fair is that everybody deserves a fair trial. It doesn't matter if you know that your client is guilty. It's not your job as a lawyer to um, judge your client. It's your job to make sure that the public prosecution does their job correctly. Like you don't want everybody to get just 20 years, you know, whether they murdered three people or they uh, had five grams of weed in their car. No, you want them, even if you know that your client is guilty, they deserve a fair trial. It's up to the public prosecutor to ensure they do their job properly and that they prove that they are guilty and that they get judged fairly. So that's that's how I see it anyway. And it's like a small price to pay like for a properly working um, legal system. Like you, you, you do get unfair situations occasionally, but if you don't ensure that everybody gets a fair trial, regardless of whether or not they are guilty, you know, it will never work. Everybody will be um, presumed to be guilty, which is not, uh, which is not ideal, I guess. Um, I, I wanted to say something, but I just totally forgot about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I wanted to ask Ariel um, what, what she thinks about the differences between common law and civil law. Basically, um, like in, in the US, you need jurisprudence, like previous cases to be able to rule uh, on new cases, because they use that a lot. And in the uh, in Europe, there's this thing where there's like, you know, it's much more codified and there's a much bigger emphasis on what's like what a reasonable, reasonable person would do and stuff like that. So do you think it will be much more difficult for like uh, the US to catch up with crypto law and crypto developments just because they need to wait for all these judgments to actually roll out so they know what to do? Um, well, I think that honestly, we're going to take so long to figure out crypto regulation because our, I, I personally am, I guess, a little biased in that I don't think our government wants it to work for our country. So I just think that they're going to postpone as far and as long as they can until the regulation um, can hit us as hard as possible. I, I just I just don't think that there are a lot of pro-government support for crypto. And, you know, whether it's it's common law or civil law, there, there really is there's it's different here in the States. I mean, civil law and, and criminal law are pretty much the two. There, there isn't so much common law. Um, I, I just, I, I think that, I, I don't, I, I honestly don't, I don't know. I think that it's going to take us some time solely because crypto is so worldwide and is so hard to regulate that it's going to take them a long time to figure out how they can. Um, and whether it's, you know, relying on precedent or relying on previous decisions, I think that it's just going to take a long time for them to make sure it's as airtight as possible, not necessarily designed by the system itself, but just because I believe I, I just think that politicians are mainly anti-crypto. Well, I look at crypto I'm like, I'm looking at crypto NFTs. It doesn't seem like the government is very pro and I'm speaking on the U.S. government. Uh, you know, they're not necessarily coming out and saying how much they love, you know, doodles and, you know, how bullish they are on Clonex. It doesn't seem you like... You don't think Nancy Pelosi loves her little doodle? Wait, does she have a doodle? I don't know, but it wouldn't shock me. Probably. Like a whole, punk, <laughs> whole folder hidden for her. I mean, why why would the U.S. government want crypto? I mean, I know there's been talks of doing like a digital dollar or some, some U.S. dollar coin. Um, do you think the government is going to take a pro stance on cryptocurrency in the near future? I have no idea. I, I really don't. I mean, what I want to see happen, what I think are going to happen are two different things. I think it's going to be big. I think it's going to be a big topic in the upcoming election. Wow. Cryptocurrency in the upcoming election. Wow. You ever, think, you ever think you'd hear that? 
Mm, <laughs> no, I, nothing surprises me anymore, Ariel. Legitimately, nothing surprises me. You know, you got 24-hour spaces going on about these spaces, you know, 24-7. I mean, the hosts don't even sleep. So literally nothing surprises me uh, anymore at all. I mean, you think there's enough of a demand and like a, enough of voter demand on cryptocurrency for that to actually have an effect on the outcome of the election? Yeah, I do. I, I absolutely do. 100%. Interesting. I didn't think enough. I mean, there's like 500 of us MFers left. I didn't think that there was actually demand. Shilly Billy uh, is, con- is just nonstop waving his hand. So we're going to go ahead and pass it off to Jay. What's up, Jay? What's going on, Bart? And welcome back. Um, you know, I think regulation in the space is the, is the net positive. I mean, because if you think about uh, JP Morgan, uh, Jamie Dimon, I mean, he's a, he's been against cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin for the last five, six years. But behind the scenes, JP Morgan is working on their own blockchain with their own digital dollar. Big facts. Big facts. Big facts. Big facts. Swapping PFPs, uh, like swapping shoes at Foot Locker. Uh, Jay always bringing in the big facts. Look, we got Etz Pump extension up here. Etz Pump, do you think regulation will be good for cryptocurrency? Uh, bottom left, big button. It says mute is off. You can't miss it. Ads pump. Yo. Oh, yo, what's up, back? What's up, everyone? The space. <laughs> I love you guys. Thanks for the pushing. All right. All right. All right. He's out of here. He's out of here. Uh, none of that bullshit. If you're going to come up on stage to just say how much you like the space, you know, how much you love, thanks for having me up. Well, thanks for listening. You know, down and listener. You know, it looks great down there. The PFP looks great down there. Yeah, I mean, regulation in cryptocurrency is, is something that is is might. Yeah, it sounds like it is going to be a big topic for the upcoming election. I didn't think there was going to be enough of a demand for it, but I, I don't think we're moving into a I don't think it's going to get any smaller than it is. I mean, it's only going to get bigger. So, you know, they at least got to start talking about it. It is a major concern. We're walking with blindfolds on. I mean, we're walking around like in the dark out here, uh, afraid to take steps, afraid to make moves, you know. The ape coin trying to get you know regulated maybe as a security. I mean that you might have to guess twice if before you want to go make your own coin. Look, we got Ed's pump up here. Ed's pump. I believe in second chances. I'm all about giving out second chances. So, you know, I know you came up here the first time, just interrupted, you know, muted, and booted. I mean, just it was all for it was all just for fun. Uh, I actually do want to hear your take. So, Ed's pump, do you think, in your honest opinion, uh, and you have the floor, in your honest opinion, do you think that regulation is good for crypto? Okay, um, yeah, thanks for the second. 